live from the Keltec Studios. It's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Keltec Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Everybody's doing pretty good? Yeah. Doing good. Let's doing go good. around the room first. For those of you that are charting and graphing this out, on my right, about the 3 o'clock position is the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Someday, someday we'll get yeah. that get that song where we take the uh, <laughs> we take the un uh, the unairable words out of it. Once, it'll, it'll be no. like this. It'll be better once our satellite deal is cemented. Yeah, there yes, we go. Yes, there we the go. Satellite deal cemented exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and by ten o'clock position is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Satellite deal <laughs> cemented. Yeah. He's Thank dealing you, with his I, agent, though. I, I can't tell. Trying to, yeah. trying to get it done. And uh, sitting next to him is the samurai sidekick, Mr. Alec B. Weber. You're killing me, dude. Oh, <laughs> L. 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 Weber, Esquire. Sir, sir, sir. sir. <laughs> I'm going to Esquire you in a minute. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch that. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. So... Uh, I gotta, I gotta let you guys in on this real quick. Um, last week, the the four of us were sitting around here at the microphones, and we were getting ready to get out on the show. And during the whole show, we wanted to announce that we had Alan West coming on this week. And and you'll hear Alan West; he'll be be with us next segment. But as we're sitting here, we we we, we waiting for confirmation. Couldn't get confirmation. Couldn't get confirmation. And then finally, within the last two minutes of the show, we get confirmation that Alan West is going to be on. Right. Well, at that point. If you remember, I was closing the show, and I was doing an on-air promo mm-hmm. for the gun show that was in uh, in Mineola, Florida last weekend. <laughs> Correct. And I'm giving the directions. 800 North U.S. Highway 27, three miles north of U.S. Or of, of Highway 50. Uh-huh. And then Alec, who sits basically across from me, holds up a big sign that says West. <laughs> and, and you looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, listen, buddy, I was in the infantry. I was a scout. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in the building that could tell you the cardinal directions right now. And, and, and you're telling me it's West. I know it's North. <laughs> it's North, not West. And, and then finally we got off the air, and I'm like, what are you crazy? How do you, it's it's north. It's always been north. He go, and then everybody in the room looks at me and goes, "Alan West, you idiot." Alan West. <laughs> oh, I feel look, stupid. Look, and, Just, and then there was a sound that sounded very much like "don't." Don't. <laughs> ex- ex- exactly right. Don't. Just yeah, it sounded just, uh, like just that. chalk uh-huh. it up to an accomplishment. Uh-huh. It's very rare that you confuse Mike. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I do it all the time. What the heck? All right. So, <laughs> but you're speaking Lithuanian. Yeah. As, as long as he's not speaking, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. He doesn't even know. He's so confused. He's lost confused. The <laughs> yep. 
Well, I, I, as long as he's not speaking, as long as he's not speaking he's Portuguese. Got that look on his face. Oh wait, I could tell from the look on his face he's not Portuguese. Yeah. And he doesn't even speak Portuguese. That's it, exactly right. As long as I'm not saying Wes. There's a couple of people out there right now laughing really hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey Kevin, um, you guys had an interesting legal week this week. I don't know if you want to tell the story or if you want me to clean it and tell the story. Oh, you can tell whatever story you want to. I'll just probably deny it. Deny it. <laughs> deny it. This is the kind of service you're going to get. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Max Law Orlando. Oh. Okay. Um, Kevin had Kevin and Alec had to go to a hearing this week where they believed they had angered the judge. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, no, I, I, I put bail money in two different places. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't a belief. <laughs> yeah. So I get put on standby for... Hey, I might not be at the show this weekend. I might be taking a little respite. Yeah. In, uh, in either Tampa or the Seminole County Jail, yeah. depending on uh, which one of them they decide to park me in. So Kevin goes in. Alec comes in. The, evidently, the other attorneys he, also knew that something was going to go yeah, wrong and decided, decided to af- appear by phone. Yeah, which is actually not a bad idea if you're afraid they're going to take you into custody. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll drive myself right to the sheriff's office, Judge. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these two gentlemen walk in there, and uh, the judge says, uh, counselors did not think you were going to be appearing today, in which Kevin <laughs> replies something like, I'm here to take my lumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I always I, take my... my. Uh, I, 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 I warned the, the bailiff, and they were bailiffs in that particular courthouse, that I t- prefer to take my butt chewings in person. There you go. And... Uh, and the the judge kind of gave me a look, and, and I mentioned, if I'm going to stand before the man and have to answer for it, I preferred to do it in person. And he went, you think you're in hack? Stand easy, Mr. Maxwell. And I was like, <laughs> roger that, sir. <laughs> and I had a seat. I was uh, given some instructions. <laughs> I had a couple of bath kits to provide to them <laughs> once they were taken into custody. <laughs> I had some money to put into their, uh, uh, their commissary, their, commissary, commissary, commissary funds, accounts also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just want to make this the, the point. That well, and evidently they went in, and the judge did the judge's thing, and it was not Kevin and Alec that were in hack; it was the other attorneys. Oh, <laughs> so it was a rather pleasant surprise. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I explained it. <laughs> that it was it, not you. Yeah, it was not me. He, he, the judge is very frustrated, but I, I don't think that I am the, I am the point of his ire. I am. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but here's the point. Here's what I brought up. It's a, you know, it's a cute story and all, but if you're in need of an attorney and you don't have one, or you want to get an attorney's card and put it in your wallet just in case, or you're going to get a tattoo and it's going to be an attorney's <laughs> phone number, these are the guys. These guys uh-huh. were really the, uh-huh. such advocates for their clients that they were willing to go to the judge and say, no, your honor, and go to jail for contempt of court for the for the client. So exactly. if you need an attorney... These are the guys. This is the story right here that should be on the billboard. I don't think the effort gets any more maximum than that. Yeah, yeah you know, you the I got so-and-so this much money. Mm. How about, yeah, I went to jail for my client. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, you know, earlier that day, I, I had put somebody in jail for not paying their child support. And we went to a hearing where he was going to get out. And I told the judge, judge, I would love to go to the jail and sign the receipts and, and confirm that he has paid his purge. But I can't be there because I have to go get taken into the custody at two o'clock. <laughs> and she went, "What? Yeah, I've 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 refused to to give up my client in a in a civil matter, and the judge is furious at me, and so I have to go answer in a federal court." And she went, "Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> um, we'll we'll do it without you." Yep. 
These are your advocates. What's the website? MaxLawOrlando.com. MaxLawOrlando.com. Earl, how can the people get a hold of us here at the uh, the radio show? They can give us a call, 407-774-8255. That's direct here into the, live into the Caltech studios. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. And always your favorite, saving for last, they can send us a tweet on Twitter, at armsroomradio. I tweeted again this week. You're not suspended yet? No, not suspended yet. I'm doing doing my best. Hey, I listen, think you're spelling it wrong. He only used one bad word. Actually, only one. Only one. Uh, I've learned the code thing. If you put a pound sign in front of it, then they don't care. <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. We'll yeah. Back, it's just back. trending. Tenor Colonel, retired United States Army, Alan West will be with us. So join us back here. Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. See you after the break. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, you know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off maybe you'll get past the word bullpup maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the Caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance Caltech. see the rdb in action at youtube slash Caltech weapons Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean... SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from... SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I what calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. 
Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. And this segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by SendMeMo.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We are coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. On the line with us today is Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, United States Army retired. Colonel West also served in U.S. Congress representing Florida's 22nd District. Welcome, Colonel. Good to be back with you guys. Thank you, sir. Colonel, before we get too deep into this, I wanted to thank you for your service, first off. Absolutely. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, and without getting into specifics, I wanted to say thank you for the decision you made that day in Iraq because you saved lives. Uh, I was an enlisted soldier and a CAV officer, and, and I was deployed also, and you're the kind of leader and commander that, that all soldiers want to follow. I just wanted to say that to you. Well, thank you, Scouts out. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and happy red leg to you, sir. There you uh, go. <laughs> sir, I want to ask you a question about the VA, but I, I wanted to set the stage a little bit first. It's a, a, a little interesting. Uh, I'm sure you remember after the first couple of years of the war, the military started to, uh, we started getting very high suicide rates in the Army from those coming back on deployments, both in uh, active and reserve. Uh, Army responded with creating the Army One Source Program, which is basically it's like an employee assistance program for the Army. We were insured by the Army One Source and our leaders that this was completely anonymous and had no effect on the soldiers' careers. Uh, when I got back from Afghanistan in 2006, Army was really pumping it. I'm sure you remember them coming out and pumping the program well. This was to help any soldier that had any inkling of PTSD or just any difficulties readjusting to the non-combat role. A lot of the soldiers took part in the program, and and we as leaders, I'm sure you as well, helped to spell the myth that getting help was for the weak and that it was actually took a strong soldier to find help and get assistance. Uh, When those soldiers that sought help from Army One Source transitioned out of the military, all of those records were forwarded to the VA. Now we know that the VA has been turning over the names of of anyone with any perceived ties to mental illness to the FBI to put them on the banned mental health list so they can't produce firearms or purchase firearms, I'm sorry. Here's my question. What can we do to help protect the Second Amendment rights of those veteran brothers and, sister, brothers and sisters of ours that were wrongly and illegally put on this list now? Well, I think that one of the key and most important things is we open up this conversation and we have to expose this. And this, again, is the reason why you have so many who, you know, they want to remain in the shadows because they see this as a back doorway by which you restrain the uh, Second Amendment uh, right that every American has. Uh, and, and we continue to see, you know, different means by which uh, this current administration wants to, uh, you know, undermine and to infringe upon the uh, the Second Amendment. And to do that uh, on the backs of our veterans, especially when they are suffering and struggling, trying to overcome some of these ailments, uh, 
you know the 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 mental ailment that you're seeing if if this is a, a viable issue then this is something that can be dealt in a far different way they should not be having their information turned over to the FBI I think that that's some type of violation of privacy as well and that's why a lot of folks don't want to have these electronic medical records because things get put on the internet and they get shifted out there from agency to agency if if we don't have any show cause for many of our men and women that are that are out there, uh, you know, trying to get help for, from PTSD or mental health issues, we should not be supplying the information right to the, uh, the Veterans Administration. If that be the case, then out there in Colorado, something should have been done for James Holmes when you had individuals that knew uh, that he uh, had that uh, psychotic uh, behavior. But yet, uh, you know, for whatever reason, the uh, doctor didn't supply that information, and, and he was protected. So uh, I'm very concerned that we are stigmatizing our veterans in a way that will affect their Second Amendment right. And that's what it seems like to me. What's gone on recently with the Social Security Administration dealing with the older veterans, putting in uh, the word to the FBI that they are receiving assistance and could no longer care for themselves. Now with what the VA has been doing and turning it over, it seems like and I'm not a conspiracy theory, sir. That you know, that's not what I'm. I'm not that kind of guy. But it just seems like no, the you're veterans. connecting the dots. You, you're yeah. doing what a good officer does uh, before he goes into a combat operation. You're looking at indicators and warnings, and you're connecting the dots. And you're absolutely right in doing that. Yeah, I just, I, I, I hope. I mean, there's, there's a way that we can do this. It, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. And I'll tell you that. I, you, I know you've been to the. You've been in the same spot I've been before where you're sitting there counseling the soldier and you tell them, you know, we, we've got to get you help. And then to have them, you know, to have them get stabbed in the back years later because of what they we told them, you know, to come forward and help and get some get some help yeah, in their life. Betrayal. That's exactly what it is. And, and at least at least if anything. Uh, if you're going to supply that information to a law enforcement agency, especially a federal law enforcement agency, you should allow the, the veteran to know that so that he can be aware that his rights are being infringed upon. So that's a big concern. Sure, yeah, some sort of notification. Give them some sort of a, an appeal process beforehand. Uh, yes. Yeah, something, something to talk about. Some way that they can rebut the accusation that they're impaired in some way. Yeah, I think that's called due process. Yep. You know, I think that everyone likes to, you know, use the 14th Amendment for anchor babies and illegal immigration. Well, what about, you know, equal protection under the law for our veterans? I Make, think that's a 14th Amendment uh, violation. That makes too much sense. Yeah, yeah, too much sense. <laughs> All right, sir. Moving on, next question I wanted to ask you about. what? what why haven't we charged Bo Bergdahl yet for being a deserter? Oh, come on. You know, you guys, that it's the greatest embarrassment for this current administration that we gave up five senior members of the Taliban, basically, you know, their, their general officer staff, yeah. and we got back a deserter. Uh, there's, there's something, you know, entirely fishy about the fact that you and I, we've been in that combat zone. When this enemy captures our, our men and, God forsake, women, uh, they don't keep them for five years no. okay uh if they last 48 hours that's that's amazing uh and when i was in iraq uh we recovered the vehicle and uh, later the bodies were found of two uh, american soldiers who were taken from a, a checkpoint uh they were they were found naked they had been shot in the back of the head right uh so how is it that this individual survived for five years and you know when you talk about 
leaving your sensitive items, your weapon, your your flak vest, and your night vision goggles, and you leave your forward operating base or your combat outpost, that's desertion. And let's be very honest, the Uniform Code of Military Justice deals with desertion in a combat zone very uh, specifically. And the fact that we have gone all of this time and we have not had resolution, you know, Clint Lawrence, which is uh, who was a uh, a young first lieutenant from here in Texas, is sitting with 20 years in prison at Fort Leavenworth. They didn't take any time to bring charges against Clint, against Clint Lawrence or Michael Behenna when they brought charges against him. But why is it that with this case where we know that uh, he is facing some severe penalty. Uh, the fact that Bo Bergdahl, I think he was at some house where they raided the house for, for marijuana growing. Uh, why is he not in pretrial confinement? Yeah. Why is he allowed to you know, just walk around free? So this is what is very disconcerting about the military that has been created, this, this command atmosphere and climate that has been created over the last six and a half years is very politicized. And so uh, every week on our website, allenbwest.com, we're asking one simple question. Where's Bo Bergdahl? Why has he not been brought up for uh, court-martial? And you would be surprised at the response that we're getting because the American people uh, realize that this is a travesty and a great injustice. It's an it's an embarrassment. It's exactly what you said. It's 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 a travesty, and 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 it and it, it strikes it in the heart of all the other the rest of us that served over there and saw what happened. It's it's yes, and and like you said, it's it's been a a, a sustained effort to, to put down the veterans and this just weakens us even more this just it hurts hurts it to the core uh, i was reading this week in army times how the promotion system has just changed and having combat experience is no longer uh, any, any promotion points at all for the enlisted soldiers what well you know what's amazing about that is you know as we're about to start uh, college football season and, and pro football season Let's say you're the, the national champion from last year, Ohio State, and you're a guy that has that national championship ring. That's just like saying uh, if you have a national championship ring, you probably you know have to compete to be a starter on the team this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, if you were a starter last year. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, you want the best. You want people that have been at the, the tip of the spear to be out there as, as your leaders. And how better to encourage, uh, you know, the next level of leadership than for the service and sacrifice of commitment and, and being in combat. That separates you. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you, the, you know, a story. Uh, when when I went back, and this, this shows how old I am, we used to have a course down at Fort Leavenworth called CAS Cube, Combined Arms uh, Staff Services School uh, for for captains. And I went to CAS Cube after I'd come back from uh, Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And i got to tell you something. One of the things that we look for, you know, with all the, the young captains there, we want to see if you had a, a right shoulder patch because that was a separation. Right. That was the delineator. And so you had the guys that had, you know, recently been down to Panama. You had the ones that had been dead shield, does a storm. And, uh, you know, we were the ones that were being looked at to be the, the next generation of leaders because we had been in that type of environment. We had served at, at, at that tip, you know, pointy end of the, of the spear, as I said. But this is part of that whole social egalitarian military that the Obama administration is imposing uh, as a policy 
this is part of this social justice whereby, you know, just because you get been to combat does not make you any better than anyone else. And that's going to affect people because that has just been part of the means by which we evaluate our future leaders, especially in the illicit side of the house. You, you know, there's certain things that get you promotion points so that when you go before the board, you got a solid record. Exactly. Uh, and so we're up against a quick break. Can you hold on with this for one more second? Sure. Okay. We're coming back to Arms Room Radio. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Cut Tech Studio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrup. The sheriff of Harris County, Texas, says authorities are still searching for the person who fatally shot a deputy last night while he was pumping gas. Sheriff Ron Hickman says a house being searched near where Darren Goforth was killed is connected to a truck that police are looking for. People in the Tampa Bay area of Florida hoping the remnants of Tropical Storm Erica don't bring any more rain. Recent storms have left the area's rivers, lakes, and grounds waterlogged. The storm has dissipated after passing over Hispaniola. An unruly passenger caused a Condor Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Frankfurt to make an emergency landing at Denver International last night, escorted by two F-16s that were dispatched as a precaution, one person taken off the plane. And European countries will increase identity checks and baggage controls on trains after Americans thwarted an attack last week. This is SRN News. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. This is the original. The Keltech P3AT. With six game-changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it turned competitors into copycats. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See the P3AT in action at YouTube slash Keltech Weapons. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, you know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 
how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, Do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Here's... You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Keltech Studios online right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A dot com. And welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We are coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Back with us is Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. You can follow Colonel West at allenbwest.com. You can read all his articles, learn all about his foundations, and just keep abreast on everything that's important. Welcome back, Colonel. Good to be back with you guys. Sir, we were talking about promotion systems. We were talking about how soldiers today are just... uh, they're, they're in that spot where their previous experience doesn't count, and then I cut you off. Yeah, <laughs> again, you know, I remember, you know, when you putting together that promotion packet, and it's all about those points because that's the means by which you get that opportunity to go uh, and stand before promotion, you know, sergeant, staff sergeant, sergeant first class. And when we start to, you know, peel back things like this, you're disincentivizing uh, young men uh, to go and young women and the military to, to go out there and, as the, the motto of the Army was when I came in, be all that you can be. That's right. Uh, because you're, you're just saying that we're going to flatline this thing. We're going to kind of make everyone, you know, somewhat equal. Uh, and that's not what we're about. We want the, the best to rise to the top. It just makes sense. Uh, you know, I remember standing with my soldiers in Afghanistan telling them that in 10 years from now there's going to be two kinds of soldiers in the Army, those with a patch on their right sleeve and those without. And unfortunately... Those without the patch on the right sleeve are going to be the ones in charge because they're at home writing new policies right now. And I hate that it came to fruition. We just You just had that fear. When you saw who was deploying and who wasn't deploying, it was just a bad fear that, mm, you know, we're, we're getting used for being the blood end of the bat. I know you artillerymen, sir, you were the sharp edge of the spear. We were cav. We were the blunt end of the bat. <laughs> well, we we were just the guys that you always call when you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I quite, need help. Quite frequently. Red leg, red leg. This is thoroughbred six. <laughs> I am in, there you go. I'm in awe of this. I never thought I would see the day where everyone in the military would get a medal for participation. Because that's what it sounds like. But, but see, that's, that's the thing, you know... Uh, it was about a week ago, uh, James Harrison, you know, the Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker, who took those two participation trophies that were given to his kids and, and returned them, 
that is the cultural aspect in America now. Uh, you know, we don't keep score. That's that's part of this whole thing. Hey, you know, if you've been in combat, you're no different from anyone else. You know, this is just a game that we're playing and everyone's equal. Uh, and this has dangerous ramifications for the readiness of, of our military, which, you know, you all know that the Army is, is at its all-time lowest since World War II. We're cutting, you know, 40,000 more soldiers, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Air Force, because we don't see this, once again, as something that is above and beyond. Uh, we don't respect that warrior culture and the warrior ethos, and that is a big concern, and that is one of the key things we have to look as we are evaluating individuals that want to be president of the United States of America, let us never forget the most important title of the president is commander-in-chief. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, again, it, heartbreaking. I can't believe that with the status of our, our forces, we were looking at, I mean, watch what's going on in Korea right now, see what's going on in the rest of the world, but we continue to, to cut back. We continue to, and we're not even like post-desert storm, sir, where we were taking them and putting them in the reserve components. It's just, mm-hmm. you, know, you were, we're putting them out. You know, this yeah. is this is the riff from the 80s all over again, Yeah, taking and putting them out. No. Absolutely right, guys. Colonel West, this is Earl. Uh, I've got a question yeah. for you, a little bit more on the personal side. I've been uh, following you on Facebook and your website, and I noticed, uh, I, I mean this in the uh, kindest term, I see, <laughs> you're, I see you're a biker. What, what's your uh, motor of choice? Well, I've been riding motorcycles since I was a young lieutenant uh, over in Vicenza, Italy, with the airborne battalion there. I probably should have been dead. <laughs> the things that I did going down the uh, the autostrada, uh, that was back in '84, '85. Uh, my motorcycle of choice is a 2005. Uh, Honda VTX 1800 is the uh, N series uh, motorcycle. Uh, fuel injection, shaft drive, and uh, a lot of power, and uh, it's just a good ride. Nice, very nice. That is a good ride. That is a good ride, sir. Something we ask everybody on the program: what, what, what are you carrying? What are you carrying? What's your, what's your weapon well, of choice? Open carry, concealed carry, however you want to do well, it. Don't I, give away I, secrets, but I, I do have concealed carry. I have a Taurus Millennium forty-five. I have oh, a Taurus Millennium nine millimeter. Nice. I have a Smith and Wesson Smith and Wesson forty cal. I also have an AR fifteen, a Mossberg uh, tactical shotgun. And I also have a Beretta uh, shotgun uh, over and under, which I use when I go out for clay shooting. He's, he's keeping all his options. Yeah, open. I think the only thing you're actually missing is the yeah. cannon from active duty. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little. No, I'm trying. I'm, I'm hoping maybe you know I can get a 105 when you know they finally do retire. I'm a little curious. What are you wearing to conceal all that? <laughs> <laughs> he's on the motorcycle. He's oh, all that's right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they can't keep up. Well, you know, I have the right to bear arms, and, uh, you know, as we said, we don't need a, a government that's trying to infringe that, and especially for our veterans who have, uh, you know, stood on freedom's rampart to earn that right. Yes, if, if you really want a 105, I think I know somebody that can get you that. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling it's the same guy? <laughs> or he might know more guys than you. Inconceivable. <laughs> It might be. You know, you know, it's funny, sir. Quick story, and, and we all tell war stories when we're sitting around. I, I when I deployed, I pl- deployed with an artillery battalion. I'm a cav officer. Mm-hmm. Got stuck with the artillery battalion, and of That's co- a good thing. You tried to raise your standards. <laughs> it, it's, it's true. I'll tell you, Canner Cocker's yeah. can teach you something. Listen, I, I could call for fire like you wouldn't believe now, um, <laughs> but. 
when we deployed, I, I was a, I was in, in Sec Four. I was a platoon leader. Halfway through the deployment, I got promoted and I got my own mobile training team. Well, of course, I'm in an artillery battalion. They send us, they send a cav officer over. So what do they give me? They give me an artillery mobile training team rather than grab one of the artillery officers. But as you recall, the Afghans don't use American equipment; they use the Russian equipment. I got oh, some. Oh yeah, yeah, D thirties, D twenties. Exactly yeah. right. I had the D thirty, one hundred and twenty two millimeter howitzer. I spent six months learning to take it down, break it apart, put it back together. Got to go to Mongolia to buy parts because those were the trainees. Brought them mm-hmm. back, and I saw Afghans shoot this gun. Like you wouldn't believe that once they put it together, we didn't have sights. So can you imagine being an artillery with no sights? They weren't doing indirect fire at the time, but they would take pieces of string, cartoon style, put an X on the front of the barrel. The gunner would come to the back, open the breech block and aim the gun direct fire and skip the round 12, 13 kilometers across the desert into the target. That, that's Afghani boar sighting. That's Afghani <laughs> boar sighting is exactly what it was. Well, uh, you know that. I guess that you know you don't need to register uh, the rounds, do you? No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but you, but not. You know, is 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 what that just reminds me of. You know, we have so much technology, and sometimes technology can be a hindrance to you. And you know, I remember you know back when I came in into the artillery uh, back, let's uh, see, nineteen eighty three, eighty four. You know, it was all charts and darts. It was the fly rules, and you right. understood the physics of artillery. Uh, and then, of course, later on, by the time, you know, I'm a senior captain, a major, you know, a, a Brigade S3 and a Battalion XO, it's all the digital stuff. And what you found is that you still had those, you know, very savvy NCOs that understood the physics, that remember charts and darts, but a lot of young people coming in did not get it. And so one of the things that I would always do uh, later when I became a battalion commander, I'd say, okay, all this digital stuff is dead. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back old school and figure out how to, you know, put steel on target. And I think it's so important we do that because just the same as in I love football. Just same <laughs> as in football, you have two fundamentals: blocking and tackling. We've got to get back to the fundamentals of warfare. We got to get back to the fundamentals of training and winning in combat operations. And I think all of this high-tech stuff that we have is causing us to get away from that. You know, right now everyone believes that a drone is the panacea for everything. But sometimes you're going to have to, you know, send that steely-eye killer with an M4. Sometimes you're going to have to, you know, emplace that uh, artillery piece. And you've got to be able to put that steel on target. Absolutely. We... I can remember constantly telling my soldiers, put those GPSs away, get your map and your compass, and meet me outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's sad. I mean, you know, hey, sir, I can't figure out where I'm going because I have a GPS. <laughs> you know, I, I get I get on my daughters about this. You know, you need to learn how to understand streets and directions and where you're That's going it. and not just just think, okay, I'm going to plug in an address. Be, be able uh, to because read what happens, book. you know, when that GPS, you know, goes tango uniform. That's it. So it is, it is, I think that what, what you learn from the Afghan is that, you know, it is still about the simple rudimentary understanding of how do I take this bullet and I put it on the target. Hopefully, hopefully after teaching them for many years, we can learn that lesson from them. Pray so. Colonel, thank you for joining us today. I uh, really appreciate Got you it. stopping by. 
Always a pleasure. And continue to elevate these issues, especially about, you know, our veterans being betrayed and having, you know, their private, uh, you know, medical records being uh, shipped over to, you know, the FBI and things of this nature and causing them to lose their Second Amendment rights because that's just not the America that we are supposed to be protecting. That's it. You heard it here. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. Come attention to the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man, I wish I could shoot as much as you, but, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in a carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See the RDB in action at YouTube slash Caltech Weapons. Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. 
Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Many thanks to Colonel West for joining us. I know he's got a very busy schedule. Yes. Cool. Uh, it was pleasant, thank very pleasant very talking much. to him. So thank you, sir, for, for having joined us on the program. Uh, guys, I don't know if you caught this. I know, you know how you hear uh, you, you live in Orlando and you never go to Disney World? Well, evidently, we live in Orlando and don't even hear the Orlando news. So um, <laughs> this this happened, uh, it's two months now, two months now. There was, you, know, you know who pointed this out to me? Our boys at GunTech USA. Oh, yeah? GunTech USA gave me a call this week and said, hey, what are you guys doing there in Orlando? It's evidently hit like the uh, the rag newspapers now as, as, as a funny article. The Post. The no, po- right. Yeah, exactly. Over there, out there, and uh, where they are out there in uh, Scottsdale in Arizona. A uh, 23-year-old man accidentally shot himself during a gun safety class at a pawn shop, according to the sheriff's office. Uh, we're not going to say the location. Uh, but the gun went off accidentally and a bullet grazed his leg, said the sheriff's office representative. A family member took him to the hospital. The injuries are non-life-threatening, and the incident remains under investigation. So how how well does it speak of gun safety training when your student shoots themselves in the leg? Not very good. It, yeah. it, you know, it's a pass-fail, which I always thought was easier, but <laughs> this was a fail. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's this, rule number one? In gun safety. They're always loaded. Exactly right. Hey, on the line with us, we have Alex from Veritas International. Alex, how are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, have you heard about this? Did you hear about this one in Orlando? How did it slip slip below our radar? Uh, you know what? I think with everything else going on and just uh, somebody just happens to accidentally shoot themselves, I think... Uh, we just kind of missed that one as a major story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could see this. I mean, I can I, I could see it happening. I, you know, I've seen some really poor training going on. I always say it's you know to, to check into the training. The, you know, guy walking around that's just got a, a business card is not the guy you want to end up with. You want to research a guy. You want to go to the website, which is veritasone.com, right? Is that right? OneVeritas.com. OneVeritas.com, uh, and, and, and take a look at the people you're going to be dealing with. Uh, you, if you have a student, if he's got it on there highlighted that one of his students shot himself in the leg, probably not the guy <laughs> yeah, you want to go one to. Of our, one of our ultimate goals is make sure you walk out with the same amount of holes you came in. Yeah. Always a <laughs> exactly right. What um, what are some of the safety measures? And I know we only got a couple of minutes here. What are some of the safety measures that, how do you keep a student that's never held a gun before from shooting himself? Well, a lot of things that we do when it comes to a basic course, and you have someone that says that, you know, they never really handled a firearm or handled it years ago or whatever the story they may give you to not feel bad that they never handled one, you always make sure that you let them, you know, handle the firearm in, in a, un, you know, unloaded. Make sure they, they know what's, what's what, and you always watch for that finger in the trigger. That's always the, the number one thing that you see people that have never handled a firearm. They always want to put that finger in the trigger. I don't know if it's a magnet in that finger or what it is, but they always want to go there. So one of the things that we like to do, especially when someone has never had that kind of uh, experience or exposure, is we like to do a lot of, you know, just uh, dry firing and exposure to the firearm. I'm handling it. I want to go over your safety and your basic fundamentals to where they understand. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that we present in our in our basic classes, we show a video of multiple incidents of people shooting themselves, all the way from the novice, you, you probably recall the DEA guy that shoot himself in the leg. Sure yeah. do. <laughs> 440 We can never forget that one. That was also here in Orlando. Yeah. You know, so you go from all these different aspects, and you show them that you know it's, it's 
very possible. And it comes from being someone being careless, not safe. So one of the things that we can't stress enough, and I don't care if it's a basic course, all the way to your most advanced, you know, high-speed uh, tactical course, safety has got to be there and it's got to be number one. Um, you know, these courses are a lot of fun. We love shooting. Uh, we love going out and teaching people, but you've got to have uh, the safety in there. Otherwise, it just turns a, a good course into just a, a very tragic weekend or a bad weekend. And that's not what we're about. No, no, not at all. Now, hey, you've got some courses coming up soon. Uh, yeah, we have our basic, uh, fun, uh, what we call our basic handgun safety fundamentals course. We do one a month. Our next one is September 19th, uh, two weekends from today. Uh, we do that one. That's an eight-hour course. Uh, that's good enough to get also your uh, concealed weapons course when you get done with it. We do a, a classroom portion of it, and then we take it out after lunch, and we do four hours of, of uh, firearms uh, training from, again, from the beginning. It's baby steps all the way to firing and, and reloading and showing you the basics, get you ready for the next level. Um, our next level two course is in October. Um, that's a all-day-on-the-range, going over five battles, just firing, you're familiar. Uh, we've got um, the basic courses once a month. You can check our website. We, we have different dates coming up on those every month. Uh, we also tend to do a couple of hang, uh, female handgun courses or female survival courses. So depending on what uh, what uh, the, the lady likes to dance on her uh, her skills, whether it be you know, learning how to shoot a gun or uh, personal protection. And then we also have a precision fire um, rifle class coming up uh, at the end of October, 24th and 25th. So, but um, our, our, like I said, our, our courses, the base, one of the first things that we will go over, and we'll go over it through the entire day is safety. You can't have, you can't, I can't stress it enough. Mike, you remember seeing it or hearing it, guys, on the department, you know, some of the guys that had, most ADs were actually SWAT guys. Yeah. You know, these are highly <laughs> trained guys that go out and shoot every week, and yet they're still having ADs. Yeah, well, I was cleaning it. It just went off. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, listen, you, we see them all the time. Um, you, you go to the gun shows. There's the hour, hour and a half course, two-hour course, whatever it happens to be, the, the the minimum course. This gets a a person qualified in the state of Florida to exercise their Second Amendment rights so they can carry concealed and apply, apply for the, the permit here in the state of Florida. That course teaches you the law and how to fill out the application. If you, right. If you're looking for... You want to handle a gun. This is in everything that you, we tell mm-hmm. people. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with going to one of those two-hour courses to get your permit. As long as you know, you're going to more training after that. Yes. And we tell that, them immediately. That's just the starting this point. Is, this is the first place where we introduce you to the law, and now you need to learn how to use the firearm. The place right. you go to learn to use that firearm is basic handgun safety and fundamental course. That's where you go. You go to you go, you go go to oneveritas.com. You look at their schedule. You go to the basic handgun safety and fundamentals course. Eight-hour course, four hours learning about the gun, learning about what the gun is, learning the safety of the gun, and then four hours putting lead down range. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's... We want to we want to help people not become victims, but be better opponents, and to learn where their deficiencies are, so they can, you know, obviously get better at them. We want people to defend themselves. We want people to be, uh, you know, above an, an incident, be able to be the ones to come out on top every single time. But you have to do that by practicing and learning, obviously, from from the ground up. It's a perishable skill. We all know that. And if if you know buying the gun and going to the basic course is the easy part, <laughs> I always say that. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Then from there you do handgun level two courses, 
I love the next one, the Precision Rifle Course. These are for those guys. Listen, you could you could just start out. I bought my gun this month, and and, and I go to a basic course and my fundamentals. You, you you tease the other courses, and you end up there. These are the these are people that that start to take shooting seriously, take mm-hmm. it as a sport, take it as a responsibility. They and they start to they start to respect that Second Amendment right and start to take it take it to uh, take it to heart. I'm actually planning to send the young samurai sidekick, his wife, and my youngest daughter to Alex's September course. To the to the basic course in September. Right, yeah, great, excellent, excellent. Great. We'd love to have them. We'd excellent. Love to have them. The and other again, you know, we're looking to uh, to make people understand where they're at. We want them to to have a thirst for training uh, because it comes down to their, their saving their life or the life of another person. You know, somebody they love or someone they just happens to be that you know out and about doing whatever. And as we've seen in the news, maybe not even locally, but everywhere else, things are crazy. Yeah, so. things are things are definitely going crazy. The the female awareness and survival course, what the instructors that teach that, I'm, I'm women, right? Women to make them feel more comfortable. Well, we have uh, one one uh, female that helps us out. Okay, we have a couple of guys that help us out in the hand to hand portion, and we're actually uh, coming up with some exciting news here pretty quick. Uh, we're teaming up with two big companies that are going to be helping us out. We're talking about guys that have experience in um, you know overseas CIA trained nice. uh, to help out with some stuff to help females understand getting out of certain situations um, and obviously going over the uh, the awareness and what to look at uh, and again and making them become a better opponent as opposed to being a victim I think the one course that you're not highlighting and I think this is the most incredible course you do is the the, the close quarter combat techniques course and I'm not talking about the one at the store. Or excuse me, the one at, the, at, at your office, your facility. It's it's the in-home course. It's the it's when that when that person comes to you and says, "Listen, you're, you're, I love the coursework. I love what you're doing, but I'd really I'd really love to know how to defend my own home." And you take them yeah. through, and you take them to the their own house and do That's, the uh, one of the courses that we've been doing anywhere from South Florida all the way to Orlando, and it's a very popular course because one, the, the person feels comfortable in their own home, but we want them to. You know, it's what, what better place to train than the places you spend a lot of time at, which is your home, and something might happen late at night, um, and prepare them what to look for, what to, what, understanding their home, where, where, where they can't shoot, where they couldn't shoot, where to shoot from, different positions, uh, locations, what to, you know, what to think about that, that they don't even think about on a normal basis. Um, and it gives them a better understanding. We go through a lot of dry firing. We do some um, lasers, uh, handgun stuff with them. Uh, even if they have a shotgun or whatever, maybe, or they're getting ready to buy a gun and they want to do main thing just to keep the gun in the home. Um, and it just gives them a, a little bit more than just sitting there and looking at it they, to train in their, their palace, as I call it. He's absolutely right. You should train the way you're going to fight, which yeah. is why you guys make fun of me when I go to three-gun competitions in a suit. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's true. We know how bad you're sweating. But one of the things, too, that we like to cover in those courses and it's not just, a, you know, the, the portion of the, where to fire, where not to fire, how you do, how you respond, what you have, your accusation. But also, as important, Kevin, you could probably back up on this one, is what to say on that phone. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. com. It's O-N-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S. Oneveritas.com. Come out to the September 19th class. You can meet the Samurai Sidekick. You can meet Alex. Everybody's going to be there. We may all just stop by to say hey. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. Thank you for joining us, Alex.
Live from the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline 407 774 8255. 407 774 8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all thing guns, all the gun time. How are you doing today, gentlemen? Doing well. Doing have, well. Have, have doing a good well. break, did you? Yes. Oh, man. I'm, I'm trying to uh, get back into the cardio. We, You know, I've got to let you know, we've been called on the carpet for slacking. We've, I, we've got a uh, good good listener, Alan, who uh, emails us regularly if we're uh, a little behind the times and uploading the, the recordings of the show. and. He's noticed we haven't been talking about the exercise during the breaks. Well, I've told my clients that they are not to exert themselves too much. <laughs> I have definitely been in a rehabilitative state for the past uh, couple of months since a vehicle crash. Uh-huh. So, but I am still doing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm back up and 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 working. So, yeah, and we'll start doing it. That's this was a good, good break. They're both good clients. They listen to their lawyer. This, this was this was <laughs> a good what he gets paid for. The voices you hear in the room are. My right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memo. He's playing. Lead a workshop. He's playing. He's playing. Then it gets into not safe for satellite deal. Go. Also with us is the courtroom assassin, the the legal ninja himself. Please welcome back Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. And the samurai sidekick. Side side stick side stick side stick side stick side stick. You just, Mr. Alec, you just can't get anything right. You're gonna, B, you're gonna mess it up. What was it? L, yeah. L, Alec what? Alec, Alec, Alec V, Alec V Weber, Alec V Weber, Esquire, sir, sir. sir. <laughs> That's enough of that. All right. Virginia, I wanted to get, let's get back into a serious topic. I uh, just had the shooting at a television station in Virginia where Allison Parker, Adam Ward lost their lives. They're, the the suspect's name, the suspect, the, I guess he's the he's the perpetrator. He's not the suspect. He had a couple of different names. The one that you see mostly offered in print is this uh, Vester Flanagan. I guess his name was also Bryce Williams. He was using a couple of different names to to hide from his uh, poor job history. The it was at the WDBJ up there in uh, Virginia, and uh, again uh, thoughts and uh, prayers go out to the family there. But uh, we wanted to talk about this. So one of the things that we re- we immediately saw is the the governor there up in Virginia has jumped on the anti gun bandwagon, and uh, to talk to us about the governor. In Virginia, on the line with us is uh, Alan. Alan is a pro-gun advocate from the state of Virginia. Alan, how are you doing with us today? Great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. What uh, What is going on with your governor? Well, you know, let me let me correct you. Terry McAuliffe is not jumping on the gun control bandwagon. He's one of the drivers. He's one, okay. Uh, He's driving right, that know, bus. So this is not this is not a big surprise to anybody. Um. But, you know, in uh, in classic fashion, uh, you know, never let a tragedy go to waste. Um, you know, he immediately comes out and is calling for, you know, tougher gun laws. Uh, and, 
you know, to, to quote just a little bit of what he said, uh, you know, he said, you know, everyone who purchased a gun in the Commonwealth of Virginia should have to go through a background check. You go into a store, you hand your license over. It doesn't take but three, four, maybe five minutes maximum. And that's all true. Yes. Um, what's kind of disjointed about it is, you know, our, our shooter friend here, uh, he did buy his gun at a gun store. Yes. And he did pass a background check. And so it's a little disjointed as to, you know, what this kind of rhetoric has to do with what happened, you know, earlier this week. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I saw he said, let's have background checks. Okay, the shooter had a background check. Uh, evidently, and we've all seen the history over the past 24, 48 hours that have come out, how he, you know, he went cuckoo. You know, he uh, his brain departed his head. Mm-hmm. At a rapid pace over the past couple of years, and he lost he lost his sen- all sense of reality. Now, well, yeah, you know, but you know, to, to say it like that makes it sound almost as though that you know this was a, a sudden snap. And from what little we know, and we'll get to that in a minute, but from what we know about him, this was not a sudden snap. This was a slow boil. Yes. Um, you know, this is a guy who sought out. Uh, you, know, per, you know, he had a, a persecution complex. Um, and and he had a, a really long memory, um, you know, of the of the few details that have been released from his you know his so-called manifesto, this 23-page letter that he sent to ABC, which has not been released. You know, we've been given little snippets, right? Um, you know, and 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 we have what he tweeted shortly after the event, um, and you know, he he accused you know Allison Parker of having made racist comments, and that's. You know, part of it. He went to EEO. He filed an EEOC complaint about it. They investigated. There was nothing to it. Do you know what the comments were that he was so upset about? Yeah, I recall something about um, being in the field. Yeah, the reporter yeah. being in the yeah, field. Apparently, you know, in an offhand way, she had said to somebody else at the station that, you know, she was going to swing by someplace, yes. you know, en route to somewhere else. And apparently, and, and I'm, I'm a reasonably smart guy, but it took me a while to figure out what was the offense. As I read this article in the New York Post, I'm like, did I miss it? What What's the thing that set him off that made him so upset? It was this swinging by, which apparently, if you look hard enough, is a is a reference to lynching. Uh, okay, uh, and that yeah, she would be in the field, which is a uh, you know these are common phrases in, yes. in the vernacular. Everybody uses them. I I don't think any time you've swung by a place, you've been you know microaggressing uh, at anybody who was, was listening, you know, suggesting that, you know, you're on your way to a lynching. Right. And exactly right. And that's where mm. we were saying this guy, his, uh, where his, his brain or his common sense departed his brain. Um, it, it didn't happen overnight. It, it's, it, it gradually happened. He clearly over the past couple of employers, uh, has sought out the, the worthless lawsuit because that's the way to, to get himself a little, little spotlight, uh, you know, and, or perhaps his paycheck. You know, he was looking for any excuse he could to not have to take responsibility for his inability to be, uh, uh, I guess, an anchor. I guess that was the problem. Uh, it, it seems to be. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, at this point, you know, he's he's written a lot of this down, a lot of what his gripes were. We, we've been hand-fed a, a few select tiny portions of that. I, you know, I would love to read what he had to say. You know, I I understand that, you know, we and when these kind of events happen, that, that the media's focus on the perpetrator, you know, calls attention to the wrong people, and yeah. that, that we should be focused on on the victims, and and those are the people who we should be mourning. And I get all that, um, but you know, if you look back at, at other events, uh, it, particularly one that that it seems to be in some way you know directly related to this, because he cited 
you know, the shooting in Charleston, you know, the church shooting, and, and Dylan Roof right. as, as being a key motivation for, you know, what took him from I'm an angry guy who's pissed off at the world to I'm an angry guy who's about to take some kind of action. Sure, and, and what, um, you know, what gets me with dealing with the current administration uh, is that the first shooting in Virginia where it was a white man that shot nine black people, that was a race issue. But now that a white, a black man is shot and two and, excuse me, killed two and shot a third white people, it's a gun issue. So, Well, yeah. Um, Hold on, Ellen. We're going to have to cut you off right there. I'll see you in a few minutes when we get back from the break here on Kelp Tech Studio Radio. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, we don't know. Farms Room Radio coming to you live from the Kelp Tech Studios. West. <laughs> Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, you know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off this is the original the Keltec p3at with six game-changing innovations it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made others may look like it but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it turned competitors into copycats innovation performance Keltec. see the p3at in action at youtube slash weapons Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean... SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from... SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com.
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the kel Studios. Call the Arms Room hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the kel Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Allie, are you still with us? I am. We're talking about the Virginia shooting where Allison Parker and Adam Ward lost their lives. Vicki Gardner was wounded, and she's uh, she's doing better, according to her husband. So uh, everybody, everybody gets hearts. Everybody gets uh, hearts and prayers go out to everybody there. We're hoping you everybody's know, I, doing all right. Because you mentioned you know the, the victims' families, you know her husband. You know he he has come out in in, in an interview and said that he does not blame the gun. Um, yes. You know, he blames the person behind it. Um, and then you have the exact opposite thing happening uh, with with Allison Parker's father, Andy. Andy Parker, the father. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I'll know, let you. T- I'll let you take this one. Go ahead. Oh, go. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Um, you know, so he has. Uh, uh, you know, and this will be helpful to Terry McAuliffe because you know one, one of Sarah Brady's favorite games was to trot, you know, to roll Jim out on stage and and show a victim while she talked about gun control. Right, James well, I Brady. I expect yeah. you're going to see this if, if it hasn't already started. Uh, you know, I imagine that you'll soon see Terry McAuliffe and Andy Parker on the same stage. Um, and Andy has said that he's going to go to the legislature and, you know, he's going to push for more, you know, more gun control. And, you know, listen, you just lost your daughter. I, I, I feel for you. You know, it's a terrible thing. You're grieved. He's, he's asking for, I would imagine, you know, and he's not been very specific yet, but I'm imagining what he's going to say is that, you know, Again, more background checks, and that the background checks should be more thorough, you know, from a, from a mental stability point of view. Which, in and of itself, okay. Now, the irony here is that he's also saying that he's probably going to have to get himself a gun to protect himself. I'm sorry. Because could you say that part again? There, wait, is wait, not going to be very popular. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back. The, the gentleman, and again, uh, he is grieving for his daughter right now. Right. But he's 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 already gone. To the governor, he's he's made pleas to the president that he's going to shame the legislature into getting more gun control and getting more background checks. We'll talk about background checks again in a minute. But his his next statement was because he's going to be in the spotlight, he's going to need what? He's going to need a gun. He's going to need a gun. Okay, okay. The gentleman that does not want who wants the guns gone says he wants a gun. Hmm. Yeah. Now, now, like I said, I, I imagine that he's going to be talking about, you know, expanding gun control so that it's more inclusive of, of a mental health. Um, right. You know, it, it, that, that stuff gets taken into account. And the irony here is that he's a, here's a guy who's going to go out in public and say something that he knows is unpopular, and he's going to want to defend himself, and he's going to do that by getting a gun. If mental health is as big a factor as he presumably would like it to be, He'll fail. right now he would not qualify. He would fail that check because he is obviously in an aggrieved state, um, and you know. And if you are one of the people who believes that that you know uh, mental health issues are something that can be corrected, you know, then great. At some point down the road, after this has passed and time has begun to heal all the wounds, you know, okay, you're back eligible again. But but that hasn't been how it's worked in the past. No, no. And, and once I'm, you're mentally ill, you're always mentally ill. You, the the way the system works right now is you never recover, you never. Recover. That's right, uh, and and you know that that kind of ties back to something that you were talking about with Colonel West, you know, in terms of getting the veterans that help that they need with with the issues that that they've come back with, you know, part of 
part of the reluctance, I think, for anybody to come forward and, and get themselves help is because that is a lifelong stigma that will, you know, follow you for the rest of your days. Um, and, and while I don't think most people's Second Amendment rights are the thing that they're most concerned with, I, I think that there's a segment of the population, certainly people who are you know, sympathetic to where we come from, um, that maybe wouldn't seek mental health specifically because it might, Im- Im- it might prevent them from, from enjoying their, their firearms rights. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The uh, the background check that the governor, your governor McAuliffe up there, has been putting forward. Uh, more background checks because he keeps talking about the background check loophole, and what? we we've discussed the loophole before, and I want to discuss the loophole now. The loophole doesn't exist. There is no loophole. If you go into a gun store, whether it, whatever state it's in, first off, there's no place in the country that you can go into a gun dealer and say, "I would like to purchase a firearm." And they look to the left and they look to the right and they go, cash, here you go. No background check. It doesn't exist. Men's room. (laughs) Doesn't exist. You do a background check. You fill out a federal form. It's a 4473. Everybody does it. Now, the method for getting the background check is is different. Some places call the state to do it because it's contracted. Or some places call directly to the FBI and get the background check. Some states, like where you are in Virginia, you have an additional state form that you have to do, which is... Uh, and we've said it here before, it's de facto gun registration. When the state says, oh, we're doing a background check also? Oh, oh okay, really? You're going to do one different than the FBI just did? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a background check on the gun. <laughs> yeah. So you have you have de facto registration in your state, and everybody has to wait. There's a, there's a waiting period for a handgun. Long- well, I, I, there's a waiting period in Virginia for a handgun that, that does, you know, as, as the governor points out, it, it takes no more than five minutes. I mean, it really... It's not pernicious in terms of, uh, you know, hey, I need a gun. Is something going to prevent me from having one before it's too late? That's not. That's not what. That's not what we sure. do with it. N- none of us. None of us here are against background checks. What we are against is un- unreasonable wait periods. Uh, New Jersey. We had the story. We had Juan from Atlanta County Firearms on a few weeks ago, where he talked about the young lady who had been threatened by her ex and went to get a firearm permit, and they waited 28 days, and she was killed while waiting for her permit to come through. You, right. You're in Virginia there. You're, you're a lot like a lot of the southern states. Um, it's a three-day wait, unless, of course, you've already been, been pre-approved and have a, a a concealed weapons permit, and you, and you get to bypass the wait at that point. Um, you get to go to a gun show if you want to, and 90%, 95% of the dealers at gun shows are, are real, legitimate, federal firearms licensed dealers. And they're going to do the form just like anybody else. It, just because they're at the gun show doesn't mean you get to throw the law out the window. Right, but but the gun show loophole, those words, you know, they carry so much weight. And, and yes. people don't understand that. You know, I, I I go to a lot of the gun shows here in Virginia, you know, whether I'm shopping for a firearm or not, uh, you know, something to do on the weekend. Um, but like you said, you know, almost everybody in there who has a table, that's a real firearms dealer. They're federally licensed. They all... Have to uh, have to complete a background check for every sale. I've never purchased a firearm at a gun show where I didn't get a background check. I did what, once, what but they there really was an don't ATF. Like is, is private <laughs> sales. Yes, and and they've looped that in with with gun shows because if if two people happen to be at a gun show and you know a guy walking around is trying to sell a rifle, then yeah, he's welcome to sell that to another another show 
you know, attendee. There are people that will, uh, just because they don't want to walk the whole time, rent a table, pay their 60, 100 bucks, whatever it is for that table. They got four or five guns they want to sell. Maybe they got some ammo that they bought with the guns and they're not going to be using it anymore because they're getting rid of those calibers. That'll set up a table and sell those guns. You're absolutely perfectly within your right to sell your property. As long as, and now ATF has come along and said you can't do this as a business. And as a business is pretty much defined as, you know, for a profit. So you could come along and go through your, your gun safe and say, wow, that 3030 has been back there for seven, eight years. I haven't fired it since. Uh, and I got, look, I got two or three other guns I want to get rid of. You can go to the gun show and set up that one table. Believe me. ATF knows you're there, okay? (laughs) They're watching the individual doing that. If it's just the one guy rotating through his collection because he wants to sell it off to either get a bigger safe, smaller safe, he wants to change a caliber, you're perfectly within your right. Now, when you see that guy at 10 gun shows in a row... And it's not the same set of guns he's trying to liquidate. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's something ATF... I guarantee you ATF is working that case. Yeah, they walk over and they have a... We'd like to talk to you for a couple minutes. Yes. Yeah, if... And that's where you don't say anything. To begin with, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah, you know, every once in a while you'll walk through a show and that's when you find a really good deal. A guy that's... He's not looking to... He's not looking to pay the bills. He's not a business. He's looking to sell a gun because he wants to go buy a gun. You know, and he, he doesn't want to do it to a dealer because the dealer is going to give him 50% of the value of the gun. Or he's getting ready to move and doesn't want to tote them all with him. Exactly. So they do exist, but they're 5%? I, yeah, I like the new babies many? on the way. The new babies on the way. <laughs> Man, I've gotten some great deals from the new babies on the way. So, yep. Or but, the wife but that's, that's mad at her husband. And Kevin can tell, tell you about this. That That is your right to sell your personal property. Right. You know, you're not, again, you're not in the business of being a gun dealer, but you're allowed to sell your personal property. But I never see anybody sell a gun to someone at a show where they don't go, I, I need to see your driver's license. Yeah, give me your and, driver's and license. They, and there's a snap of a picture with a telephone. Right. They ask well, them everything. You know, I, 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 you know, I've only sold one of the guns that I've ever purchased. Um, but, you know, I had a criterion, hey, I'd like to see your concealed carry permit. Yes. Which is a de, a de facto background check yes. in a private sale, right? At some because, point, you've you know, had one, yeah, and that's what yeah. and that's what most people do. They want to see that concealed weapons permit, even if it's a long gun, mm-hmm. because they know you've had a background check. Yeah. And yep. nobody wants to be the guy who sold a gun to somebody who went out and used it for some nefarious purpose. Nobody wants to be that guy. Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. Yeah, it's it, the, the, the whole gun show loophole thing. And again, it's it's it sounds good on TV. It's a good soundbite. It doesn't exist. It, it's it's. It's just, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And if it is there and there is a guy doing it, rest assured, it, it's either, one, being watched by the ATF, or two, the ATF trying to sell you a gun. That's right. <laughs> waiting for <laughs> you to say, well, I'm a felon. Are you a private dealer? You know, that's I, I what have, they're waiting for. I have bought guns from people that I knew were ATF. I knew that, but they were offering such a great deal. Yeah. And I said, uh, agent, don't you want me to fill out a form? And he'd look at me like, Oh, you are. Yeah, go away. <laughs> get away from me. All right. Alan, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate the phone call. Thanks for having me. Nice talking to you guys again. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a common theme throughout the country, the whole gun show loophole that does not exist. And then again, that you don't have the right to sell off your property when you want to sell it off. Uh, you get yourself a record. You make a copy of that photograph of, the, of that driver's license. Good to go. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
With SRN News, I'm Ron Rockstrup. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says heinous and deliberate crimes against law enforcement will not be tolerated in the state of Texas. He says law enforcement will work tirelessly to apprehend the killer of Deputy Darren Goforth, who was gunned down last night while pumping gas in a Houston suburb. Tropical storm watch has been issued for the big island of Hawaii as a strengthening hurricane approaches. Hurricane Ignacio is a Category 3 storm with winds near 115 miles an hour. Tropical storm Erica has been dissipating after a week after wreaking havoc on the small eastern Caribbean island of Dominica. It's blamed for at least 20 deaths on the island and nearly 50 others reported missing. Federal Reserve Vice Chair Stanley Fisher leaving the door open for a rate increase in September. He says the factors have begun to fade that would likely keep the rates up. This is SRN News. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off this is the original the Keltech p3at with six game-changing innovations it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made others may look like it but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it turned competitors into copycats innovation performance Keltech. see the p3at in action at youtube slash Keltech weapons Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get what calibers do they have at sendmeammo.com you can get 223 380 9 mil 40 cal and 45 at sendmeammo.com it's guaranteed ammo monthly so i can get range and defense ammo yes you can so sign up now at sendmeammo.com it's guaranteed ammo monthly uh, do these guys follow you around all day yeah it's great in the carpool lane but it's no fun in the bathroom Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. 
You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Celtech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Celtech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Captain Lowell T. Miller II died August 31st, 2005, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Miller, 35, of Flint, Michigan, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 155th Infantry Regiment, Mississippi Army National Guard. He was killed when his military training team conducting operations with the Iraqi attack came under attack by enemy forces using small arms fire. Miller graduated in 1993 from the Virginia Military Institute and later joined the Michigan Army National Guard. Miller worked for automotive supplier Yazaki North American Inc. and was an engineering supervisor. He is survived by his wife Angela, two stepchildren, Jessica and Jordan, and two daughters from his first marriage, Danielle and Alexandra. It was just wonderful to be with him, his wife Angela Miller said. Army Captain Lowell T. Miller II, you are not forgotten. If you'd like to get a hold of Max Law Orlando, we've got a couple of ways that you can do that. You can reach us on our website. Website's maxlaworlando.com. You can give us a call at the office. 407-480-2179. You could reach us on Twitter, at Max Law Orlando, and you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash downtown attorneys. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Mike. Hey, I've got some numbers I want to go over with you guys here. I've had some time to do some thinking. We've had a couple of different stories today. Did you hurt yourself? I did not okay, good. hurt myself. <laughs> I did fall and hit my head, but it doesn't hurt. Okay. And he invented the flux capacitor. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, this baby hits 88 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, 32,719 people. That's 2003. Numbers of deaths in 2003. In 2012, it was 33,782. These are a lot of deaths per, per year. 2003, 32,719. That's 2013. So uh, numbers are starting... Trending downward uh, over the past couple of years, it's gone as high as uh, 40,000s. In the early 70s, it was in the 50,000s. There's just been way too many deaths and I, and e- every year. I think it's going down now because of the fact that we have a lot more safety training and and people are getting out there and getting educated. Yes, absolutely. But I still think with... 32,000 deaths, there's something that needs to be done. And listen, that's the number of deaths. The injured, Oh, my God, the injuries are, are probably in, five times as many. Injuries, 2,300,000. Oh wow. I didn't realize it was that big. In 2013, the number injured is 2,300,000. And some of those are minor, and some of those are catastrophic. They yeah. don't actually result in oh, death, but right, right. they're disfiguring or crippling. Absolutely, absolutely. This is... These, these are these are ridiculous numbers. These something needs to be done. And from what we can tell, these are all from legally registered ones. Yes, yes. This is this is the legally registered. Um, uh, although what we have going on, though, is some people are using them legally, and, some and many are using them illegally. Oh, There's a lot of illegal use. 
there's 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 a lot of things being done where they, they're being used illegally. You, you know, it's been my experience that the illegal users are usually the ones that cause the injuries to others who are trying to legally yes. use them. Yeah, abs- abs- absolutely. We've also correct. got another problem. There's, there's a lot of suicides related to these. People are using them to commit suicide. That's true. There's, there's a lot of suicides related to them. Alcohol is a huge oh, one. Oh, God. Okay. You do not want to mix these with alcohol because, I, I mean... The, it's the, like any other tool. Yeah. You, you don't use any other tool while you're intoxicated. Yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, alcohol-related, of the, of the 32,719 uh, from 2013, those total deaths, one-third, over 10,000. Over ten thousand is alcohol related. A third. A third. A, a third of the deaths is alcohol related. And, and I'll bet you thousand deaths. Yeah. We should we should just ban them. Right? Say Res- resulting from alcohol use during this use of this piece. Of- uh, yeah. I listen, and you, you know you know how we feel about this, but I'm looking at these numbers, and we've got hard, cold facts in front of us. I think it's time. This we, isn't. We've this isn't do some something ind- about it. And this isn't some independent think tank or something. No. This is government yep. agency. Statistics. This is just the compiling of raw data. That's all this is. I can give you state by state totals and everything, but I think, it, guys, I think it's time. It's it's either the, you know, we either need to get rid of them or get rid of the alcohol or something because these numbers well, we really tried to are. We get rid of alcohol once and that made it worse. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it did. It did. Let me give you some some locations here, uh, and we'll go we'll go around the we'll go around the country, and I'll tell you the the numbers of deaths by by state uh, with, with some of the locations that I know we're. We got listeners dying to come in. Alan, who was just on the phone with us from Virginia, uh, in Virginia, it looks like total number uh, of fatalities last year in Virginia was 776. And these are related. These aren't people who died of cancer or nope, something like that. No, nope, okay. no, nope, no. Nope. 776 of the. I'm sorry, that was um, in 2012, 2013. It did go down slightly to 740. But 254 of them, 254 were alcohol-related deaths. 254 alcohol-related deaths and 740, you know, died using these. Um, And again, these were all registered. Every one of these was registered. Everybody should have had, uh, should have had their background checks. Proper license. Should have been legally licensed to use these. But some people are who are not allowed to use them, uh, still uh, still violated the law. And caused over one third of the deaths. Look, we just have too many. Yeah. We just need to get. Rid and, of them. and these we aren't. And we're not talking about people who are in this country illegally. No. We're, we're talking people that had the capacity. Yeah. To be licensed. Two hundred and fifty-six of million of these are registered in the United States. Two hundred fifty-six million registered. That doesn't count what you have that you know may not be operable. Doesn't it's not doesn't require registration. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it could be a project, something like that. It just it doesn't require registration at all. Two hundred and fifty-six million of these. Uh, registered. Um, f- let's go to uh, Georgia. We were just up in Georgia. Georgia had, man, rough in Georgia. 1,179 in Georgia. 297 were were alcohol related. Let me, are are they worse in the southern states? It does look like it's a little worse in the southern states. In Florida, well, it, it's, 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 it's worse cultural. in our home state. It's a cultural yeah. thing. Florida had 2,407 and six. 176 alcohol-related. Oh, this one is hard. Cal- you know the rules of California. Very strict. Very, like one, of, one of the strictest in the country. One of the very strictest in the country. 3,000 fatalities. 867 were alcohol-related. Well, then it must be working. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. Well, clearly. I mean, it's down. I mean, look at compared to Virginia. Uh, same I mean, thing. Uh, no, per re- capita, the number of people there, it's it looks like it worked. In Maybe New York, we need to look at implementing the same kind of restrictions in California throughout the rest of the country. In New York, 1,199 total fatalities, of which 364 were were alcohol-related. These numbers are, are way too high. You know what it is? We're, we're losing. It doesn't go by age on here. But but teens are a very high category. Teens are are, are in here. Um, it, it's it's teens and young adults. Teens and young adults uh, from from getting their hands on them either legally or illegally, not using the proper safety precautions, not uh, not uh, not. One of the most critical times too is nighttime use. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. You know, exactly. It you takes know, we, a different kind of experience to know how to use this at night than it does during the day. We're all used to doing it during the day, but you know, unless you have people mm-hmm. that work at night uh, or, or out at nighttime, it's it's hard to it's hard to hard to com- to go against these facts. These these are purely purely facts, and we need to think ser- seriously about uh, about gentlemen. I hate to say it about a, about a ban. We may need. We may I never, need, we I never thought I would something. agree with you. We've got but, to do something that, about these numbers. Is that trying to amend the Constitution for people's rights to have this? If, what, if I recall, there you have the, the right to pursue happiness. You have the right to pursue happiness. You have the yeah. right to, to. You have the right. You have you have the right to pursue happiness. Now, uh, it's man. You know what? It's, but at, it's, at what it's so cost? Rough. Well, I mean, it's the cost of our family and our children is what it is. Um, I think, gentlemen, I think it's time that we, we seriously consider banning all all automobiles in this country. I think so. I think that if it's got wheels, you need to get rid of it. Automobiles are killing people at an incredible rate. They are uh, destroying families. Alcohol-related incidents with uh, vehicles are killing people at a tremendous rate. I'm going to move my office into my house and de-wheel myself. Uh, 32,719 people lost their lives. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely... 256 million of those registered in the United States, not including the ones that are not registered because they may not be operable. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to you a couple minutes more when we get back about the differences between firearms and automobiles and the death rates going on there. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. This is the original. The Caltech P3AT. With six game-changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance... It turned competitors into copycats. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the P3AT in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, 
When customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9 mil, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We were talking to you, and I'm sorry if we if we alarmed people. We're getting calls, and things are ringing off the hook, and the tweeters going nuts. And <laughs> I guess the they tweeters. didn't catch the sarcasm. Uh, we were talking to you about vehicle numbers, the ve- number of deaths via vehicles, vehicles, cars, automobiles, the number of total cars and automobiles, and, and, and the numbers off here within a, within two three years of each other. Uh, 2009, there was about 300 million guns in the country, and in 2013, there was 256 registered cars in the country. So there's more cars than that. Guys have just got, you know, extra cars sitting in the garage or work project or, you know, anytime you go by a car lot or anytime you go by a, a, um, a mechanic shop, all those cars that are sitting in the back. Those they may not, not be registered. Yeah, they're not registered. They're not registered. So, so there's numbers. But they're, but they're still deadly. Yeah, still deadly. But we're gonna I'm going to say pretty much... You go about 300 million, that's about the, the same number of guns well, and cars standard, in this country. Standard deviations would probably say that they're probably equal in registration. Yes, yes. Big term, standard deviation. Uh, hey, the, hey, hey, I know how to statisticize. <laughs> I can enunciate too. Oh. So with the, with the total numbers being close to the same, the numbers of motor vehicle deaths in the country uh, and, and the number of firearm deaths in the country... Are, are are comparable. 
Uh, and by comparable, I mean they're, they're good statistics to compare. Comparable. Uh, they're comparable. No, I was comparable. That's not comparable. They're good numbers to compare. They're not comparable, meaning they're not close to each other. Move along. They're just comparable. Move along. See? That's how you send Mike down the <laughs> rabbit hole. Uh, I can also... I'm taking a nap. Good night. You do that on purpose. He yeah. does. Uh, to, to compare these similar, similar categories, while 99.4% of car deaths arise from accidents in 2013, that percentage is only 1.5% for guns. So, 64% of gun fatalities are suicides. If increased safety regulations are the solution, why is it that between 2000 and 2012, accidental deaths from cars fell by 18% and those from guns fell by 35%? Because training training and safety. <laughs> training and safety is what's been going on. Training and you, safety. You'll teach your but, kid not to play in the traffic, but you won't teach your kid how to be safe around a firearm. And the, and the thing is, is you know, how much the media sensationalism plays into this. Oh, yeah. When's the, the last time you saw... Somebody talk about a DUI death that wasn't, I mean, it was just a rail and mill accident. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's so many, they don't even bother anymore. Yeah. Exactly. They, all of these horrific numbers are accepted daily. Nobody says boo. One firearms accident, let's just for conversation, one legitimate firearms accident, it's nationwide, borderline, international news. Yeah. One American citizen got Ebola, and they cured it <laughs> practically in a weekend. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, that could affect us? Okay, we need to fix this now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But half the co- Africa continent die of it, and that's no big nah, deal. Nah, nah, nah. That's Africa. Yeah, gun deaths are rising because there's been a 28% increase in firearm suicides, but non-firearm suicides increased even faster, 56%. Something is causing suicides generally to rise. It has nothing to do with guns. Um the total number of gun deaths has, again, declined. Despite your claim, and, and this was addressed towards the uh, new, there was an article in the Economist magazine saying that uh, guns and, and, and or excuse me, guns were killing more than vehicles. And then somebody actually went and did some some real background checking and some real work, and that's probably um, uh, John Lott. Well, and in his their group, neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, sure. nobody died of a firearm in my neighborhood. So. What we were just trying to do is sensationalize a little bit, give you uh, give you guys some facts about... Well, and it gives you a kind of a flavor of how silly the gun, gun grabbers sound when sound. they talk mm-hmm. about these statistics. I mean, it, what that says is that there's about 88 guns per 100 people in the United States, based on that math. Yeah, same as with automobiles. Yeah. And I thought it was 88 guns per person, and I went, this sounds like my house. Yeah, that's <laughs> Everybody's got four that's, safes. That's the average? Man, I'm behind that. Well, I'm, I'm going to go curve. home and tell my wife, hey, we are so yeah. underfunded. It's not funny. <laughs> well, here we were. We were throwing statistics at you. We were throwing numbers at you. We were telling you that we need to ban them. We need to ban them. And it sounded pretty ridiculous, and everybody got in an uproar. And this was just to make the point. How many tweets did we get? How many yeah. texts did we yeah. get? This was just to make the point that we were talking about cars, and we were talking about banning automobiles, but because... Uh, nobody, you the one side, it's out, it's all, it's all about the children. It's all about the numbers. We've got to get rid of them, but we have more cars that are, that are, that are killing people every day. When the car is used and somebody dies, nobody looks at the DUI accident and says, that's it. Ban automobiles. Here's an idea. There's a law that says you can't leave a child where they can get to a firearm here. Okay. Let's make a law that says you can't carry a child in a car. Yeah. The doctor has to come to their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the, the they used to. Yeah. Or you never hear, you know, how many victims of criminal activity of being shot by a criminal with a firearm, then the remain the surviving family is suing the firearms manufacturer because yeah, of you, the product that was yeah, you, their you, product was used criminally. You, you never hear a family in a DUI case suing Jack Daniels. Yeah. Or or suing Ford. Yeah. They don't it sounds absolutely foolish when you use car as the example. You know, it's when somebody when a firearm is used, we blame the firearm. When a DUI accident happens, we don't blame we don't blame the, the, the alcohol. We, we don't blame the driver. Excuse me, we don't blame the car. We blame the driver. But we blame the person who had the, the conscious of thought to be able to make the decision to, to get into that car and, and, and do so without the proper safety or do so while intoxicated and, and cause the deaths or the fatalities or the injuries. The, the person in control of the machine. Thank you very much. Whether it has a trigger or four wheels, it's a machine. Um, I do have some sad news that we want to pass along. A uh, friend of the program has passed uh, recently. Uh, he's actually been a, a big friend to guns around Florida, uh, specifically around the country, very, yeah, all around very the, country. the planet. I... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good friend of ours, Lee Furpo. That's Lee Furpo. He was 56 years old, born in June of 1959 in Brooklyn, New York. He passed away just just about uh, 10 days ago. He went to went to high school down in South Florida. Well, the first part of high school, <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee had a little bit of trouble, and his parents sent him uh, over to Israel with the with Grandpa to finish uh, high school in Israel. Yeah, that's that is oh, grounded, buddy. Straight yeah. yeah. You are grounded. What do you mean? You're going to Israel? What? Yeah, <laughs> Lee, Lee Lee finished high school in Israel and then joined the Israeli Defense Force, the IDF. Yeah, like where, that was elective. <laughs> yeah, where he worked in uh, counterintelligence and counterterrorism. Now he got out of the military. Sort of. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then for, for many years after that, also assisted and consulted yeah. in the world of counterterrorism. Yeah. Mike's uh, making these air quotations. Yeah. 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 For, for rock and roll air quotations. Right? Yeah. For many, many years. Um, now, I, I can tell you... Um, I could tell you a story about Earl. Uh, well, I, I, I am going to tell you, so I'm going to let, I'm going to let Earl finish that one. But after, after Lee got out of the military, when he yes. got out... Yeah. And, he they, ended up and they in, pronounced that... Um, something sod. (laughs) He got out, uh, ended up in the gun business up in Jacksonville. He was, uh, he's the owner of uh, former GPI custom and GPI manufacturing. And he was currently with his new company that him and his son are running Florida supply. Uh, he left behind his, his grieving wife, OC, his adult son, Adam, who's a friend of ours also. And their, and his teen son, Cam, uh, Earl had the opportunity to go to Israel with Lee. Yes, I did. And, And when, when, uh, the only way I could describe it is when, uh, like, when Sinatra would walk through with the hand with the rings on the hands, yeah. and everybody would come over, and that was that's the picture, the image I have of Lee walking through Israel yeah, because, when they got because there. Because if it hadn't been for that, we still wouldn't know what. Yeah, Earl we wouldn't like. know what would have happened yeah. to Earl. Yeah, uh-huh. Earl had a little bit of a security yeah. lapse. But you know, you don't know. You don't. You go, didn't. You didn't. You the airport no. did. You, you no. don't want to go meet a guy who you know by a nickname in Israel. Yeah. Flying through Amsterdam, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is apparently the preferred route of terrorists, uh, just because that was the cheapest flight. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to the hotel. What hotel? I don't, I don't know. I don't Guy's know. picking me up. Guy's I'm going to be picked me right. up at the airport. What business you're going to? I don't know the name of it. Why are you here? Well, to do business in with regard to firearms. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm here to do things and yeah. stuff. 
Why don't you come in the basement with us and take your clothes off? <laughs> so have you met the rubber hose? Pretty much. So and then steps off the plane and there's Lee with you know certain dignitaries, government, yeah. government employees, <laughs> and the guys that are riding on the plane where they're all looking at him and go, "Oh, you're with him. Oh, yeah. good. You're good, buddy. Yeah. Have a good day." Yeah, he, just, right. he just waves, waves them off. Hey, I got good. it. He's I got good. it. Sorry, Lee. Otherwise, yeah. they were about to frisk his beard. Yeah. Oh no, they yeah, frisk his beard. That, that <laughs> One hair at a time. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize this. I didn't while while looking into uh, some facts about Lee. Did you know that if you're an an American Jewish person? Uh, if you're Jewish or if one of your four grandparents was Jewish, you can go to Israel and serve in the IDF yes. and gain your dual citizenship. Yes. So I didn't know if people knew that. It's it's kind of a neat thing. Um, Did you uh, know that if you go to France and you don't tell them your real name, you can become a citizen of France for a five-year period of time? As long okay. as you serve outside the country with a certain military organization. Yes, you're right. Yes. Um, <laughs> Many, many uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Lee. He was a good friend of us, good friend of the Second Amendment community, and a good friend to everybody in the room. So our, our, our hearts are are still teared up. We'll, 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 we're, we miss you, buddy. Yes. Our thoughts are with his, his uh, remaining family as well. Thank you for joining us today on Arms Room Radio. Thank you to our guests, Alan West. Thank you to uh, Alan for calling in from Virginia, and thank you to Alex Farrar uh, from One Veritas. Please remember to exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Have a good week, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye, Lee. We'll see you on the other side.